Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join hosts Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big, get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. All right, welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. And our guest today is Chris Gronkowski. So, Chris, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us what you do for a living and where you live. For sure. What's going on, everyone? My name is Chris Gronkowski. I am the CEO of a company called Ice Shaker. We've been around for about six and a half years now. Uh, got our start early on by getting on the ABC Shark Tank, landing a deal with Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez, and uh, kind of took off from there. So uh, we sell insulated bottles, anything from a one-gallon jug now down to uh, a 12-ounce kid's cup at this point, but started as a shaker bottle company to make protein shakes and has just grown from there. And we currently are located in South Lake, Texas. Awesome. So how did you get the idea to start this company? Well, it was a, a summer like this summer where it was just ridiculously hot outside. And um, I came home after work one day. I grabbed a plastic shaker bottle. I went to uh, my local Lifetime Fitness over here in Colleyville. And um, the bottle, by the time I got there, it was sweating everywhere. Uh, I took a sip out of it. My water was warm and it tasted awful. And it kind of hit me at that point. Like, there's got to be something out there that's insulated that can keep my drink cold, but could also mix and blend powders. So I went home that day figuring, you know, I'd just jump on Amazon or on Google. And to my surprise, I finally thought of a great idea that no one had actually done yet. Uh, and at that point, I really wanted to kind of figure out how to create it and uh, kind of started that journey right at that point. So can you talk a little bit more about being on Shark Tank? Like, What was that process like and how much did that actually help your business? Yeah, Shark Tank's legit. I um, mean, it's a real deal. Uh, I got on it super early in the business. So I think it helped me the most because I was so early on. And you can get so much further on uh, with all the exposure from the show. So uh, it was about six months in when we actually filmed for the show. The process was, it's intense. Uh, I got lucky that I actually had an email from a former agent when I was playing in the NFL and they were asking for any former NFL players to jump on the show. So I ended up saving that email. I wrote back to it like five years later. It, it was absolutely ridiculous that I even responded to it that long after I got it, but uh, got a response back. I made a video, I submitted the video and there was definitely some interest there. So I then had to go through those steps of um, showing them that the company was legit and that we were a real product and, that point kind of had to go through a bunch of different steps to finally get to the the, the, the filming out in California. So I got there, filmed, and uh, then it's just like another waiting game. You still don't know if you're going to actually air. You don't know when you're going to air. Um, and you're just kind of hoping that you actually do air because not every episode airs. So pretty intense uh, experience, but definitely worth it. So before it airs, they not tell you ahead of time. Like, you know, you're about to probably get all these orders when it's going to be on TV and they don't let you know when that's going to happen? I always wondered that before because I was a big fan of the show and I'd watch the show and I'd see people sell out of stock and I'm like, why would you ever sell out of stock when you have this huge moment to just absolutely crush it? So uh, I ended up finding out that they don't tell you if you're going to air until two weeks before you air. So that's a big gamble. I mean, if you're a small company and you don't have that much cash flow and end up stocking up, you know, say a year's worth of inventory for this massive moment, but the moment never comes, that hurts like that. That's a, a tough thing to go through. So a lot of companies will play it safe. You know, they'll try to cram in as much as they can in two weeks, but um, unfortunately they're going to sell out, but you know, they do get pre-orders. 
uh, they do find a way to you know somewhat recoup some of that at least. Uh, and then you always have the reruns too. So you can always kind of get a little bit of juice from those reruns as well. But overall, that two-week window, it's it's really tough to get ready for a show. For sure. So can you talk a little more about, you know, because you play like in the NFL, right? So, you know, what has that, you know, playing in the NFL, how has that prepared you to be a CEO of a company? Yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, when I was playing, I never thought about even running a company at that point. Uh, I didn't know if there would be much crossover when I started. And I mean, the truth is the day-to-day and everything you learn as a football player doesn't really transfer over. I mean, the skills I'm learning as a player is, you know, how to hit a guy, how to uh, study a playbook, how to catch a football. Uh, those are the physical skills that I'm learning. You know, I, I am at the same time mentally learning discipline and waking up early and putting the work in. So, uh, of course, that that mental side of it transferred over. You know, it's kind of a grind. It's, it's a similar grind. It just doesn't have that same physical aspect to it. Uh, but the big thing that comes from it is really the structure in the organization uh, that you don't realize that you're in until you leave it and you go into the business world. So uh, everyone in that locker room is there for one reason. That's to win a game. You know, that culture is kind of built into it. Uh, when you get in the real world, everyone's not in it to win it. That's for sure. A lot of employees are there to make a paycheck. You know, you really have to build that culture to be a winning culture. Uh, so I had to go back and kind of think about it and really kind of study what the locker room feel was really like and how it got to that point and then kind of build that same structure out in the business. Uh, you know, I also learned that I can't be every single position either. You know, you have a head coach, you have assistant coach, you have players all for a reason. The head coach is not the running back. You know, he's there to coach. So uh, as the founder of the company, as the CEO of the company, I was doing everything from no customer service to mopping the floor still uh, at that point. So um, realized about three years into it that, you know, to really get to that next level, to really make this a, you know, a championship team, everyone has to know their role and, and the role's got to be delegated out. I do have to release some of my roles to other people uh, that are great team players as well so that they can excel in those positions as well. So it's hard to, as, as a founder and as someone that's super competitive to kind of let things go and, let other people do it. But if you want to get to that next level, you got to, you got to make it like an NFL locker room and you got to build that structure. So like after a big change, like after a football player, you uh, switch to a business and uh, in this whole transition, have you ever faced any challenges? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everyone thinks you, you make a product and it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, and it just takes off. Um, I was, Happy, I was a little bit naive about that as well because uh, I ordered ten thousand bottles and I sold about two in the first week. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of challenges. I mean, it was it's an absolute beatdown um, as an entrepreneur. You are able to set your own schedule, but at the same time, your schedule never ends. Uh, pretty much all day, every day, everything you do uh, revolves around the business, especially early on. So uh, challenges for sure. I mean, the biggest challenges for me were kind of finding and figuring out how to turn it off, especially when I had kids. Uh, how do I actually step away? You know, how do I actually have family time? Um, that was mm -hmm. a challenge for me because I always felt like I was behind and I had to keep catching up. So uh, building a team and kind of delegating those responsibilities was very difficult for me. Uh, it almost came to the point where I was forced to do it because of a pandemic and because I had three, a third child at the same time. So I physically could not be there. Uh, mentally couldn't be there as well. So I was kind of forced to find a solution there. And that was finally the first time I really started building a team and looking at it that way. So 
uh, challenges every day. It, it doesn't stop. I mean, you start this thinking that you're going to be building a cool protein shaker. And the next thing you know, uh, you're on a scissor lift, changing out lights. In a <laughs> so uh, I learn something new every day. And there's there's a new challenge that comes across my plate uh, every week. But you know, ultimately, as an entrepreneur, you're kind of just the ultimate problem solver. If you're good at solving problems, you're going to be good at running a business. Yeah, as far as you are learning something new every day, you are going, you are progressing and you are going in a good direction. That completely makes sense. So uh, what's the role of technology in your business? Because uh, uh, in online, especially when you are selling something online, technology is an essential part of it. So what's the role right now uh, of technology in your business? The role of technology currently? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's massive. Everything we do revolves around it. I mean, if our internet shuts off for the day, uh, it's a dead stop for us. I mean, all orders are coming through online. All the printing, shipping softwares is is online. Um, inventory tracking, mm -hmm. all that um, is through there. But uh, technology itself with, with social media and, and email marketing and everything we do um, really runs through that. You know, that's a, that's a huge pipeline for us. So uh, the tech side's huge. I mean, we have <laughs> countless apps on our website now at this point. Uh, you know, you got to scroll down to see them all because we have something for everything at this point. But yeah, I mean, it, it's such a different game now than it used to be where, you know, to get in front of people, I'd have to go knock on doors or do trade shows. And, and now I can really just run, uh, you know, a lot of Facebook ads, uh, Instagram's absolutely huge for us, put a bunch of posts up, get product into influencers hands. And, um, you're, you're reaching millions of people a month at this point. Oh, that's cool. That's good. So how do you engage your customers and uh, gather feedback to continuously improve your product and services? Yes, yeah, so we do a couple of things. Um, I mean, we, we ask for reviews. Uh, that's the big way to get uh, feedback. And a lot of our product lines have actually been built on pretty much exclusively our customers' feedback. So uh, started as a single protein shaker. People asked for smaller. We made smaller. People asked for bigger. We made bigger. Uh, people ask for more of a, a more colors. We made more colors. Uh, people ask for just a, a smaller, just kind of drinking vessel. We made a smaller tumbler. Uh, people started asking for bigger jugs, you know, because it was getting hot outside. They needed water for their kids' games. We actually created our jug from a customer's feedback saying, hey, right now the only jugs on the market have these twist-off caps and my younger kid can't pick it up and, and drink out of it. It's too heavy. So uh, we came in with a dual lid with a built-in straw on it so that you know, my six-year-old could bring it to his baseball games with him and drink out of the straw and still twist that cap off if he needed to, to chug out of it or fill one of his teammates' cups up. So uh, feedback has been absolutely huge. Um, and we're just getting that by by sending out emails, asking for feedback. Uh, other ways is if we want to, uh, we do we do surveys. Uh, we just recently did this with um, – our NFL licensing. So we wanted to do a couple of different designs to see how people engage with a couple of different NFL designs. So uh, we'll send out different surveys to really dig in deep uh, with some of our top customers to see which designs they like as well. So surveys have been a, a powerful tool for us as well. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so there's a lot of human effort involved in it in, in this whole uh, process. So have you ever used AI for uh, to improve your processes or you have any plans to use it or how AI is is, is uh, playing a role in your business? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely helping with content creation. So like blog writing, mm -hmm. um, ideas mm -hmm. for social, um, 
emails, all that kind of stuff. It's even come down to help, helping me writing contracts. Uh, I will use ChatGPT uh-huh. to, to write contracts or at least get them started uh, and then review them from there. So anytime I run into an issue where it's like, hey, this is going to take me a couple of days, um, I start I start with AI. Uh, <laughs> our NFL business proposal, uh, you know, the business plan for it started with a simple uh, you know, talk with ChatGBT writing, hey, I'm looking as a company, iShaker, I'm looking to put together a business plan to propose to the NFL to get the NFL licensing. And that's how my that's how my business plan started for them. Uh, this proposal probably would have took days for me to write up and submit myself, but uh, it took mm-hmm. 45 seconds to have a pretty detailed outline uh, that I had to just go in and kind of tweak at that point. So um, mm-hmm. AI is definitely taking, taking a lot of man hours out of it. Uh, it's something where mm-hmm. I think it's a really good guide. Uh, I think you still have to go in though at this point and, um, and really perfect what they're giving you, but uh, saves hours of time, if not days at this point. And um, when you're stuck, it's kind of like the ultimate solution. Okay. I don't know the next steps. I haven't done this before. Uh, I don't know where to start. It's like, all right, I, I know where to start now. I'm going to ask this exact question uh, and yeah. see what the AI says back. Cool. So in terms of AI, have you looked at other ways to utilize AI in terms of scalability? I mean, obviously, you mentioned that you're a pretty lean team. So, you know, have you thought about those, you know, like on your website or, you know, have you looked into those things? Um, I know we're currently working with an app that's more of like um like suggesting products kind of app right now that we're adding to the website so um if you go to the site the ai is kind of kind of figure out where you're searching what you're looking at what colors you're looking at and then it's going to suggest certain products to you uh so that's a new we're doing a whole new website build out we're looking to launch it um september october of this year so we are looking into more and more um just kind of ai apps that will help us out on the website Awesome. So you mentioned social media. So has that been your biggest channel of reaching new customers or Google ads? Like what has been the most effective for you so far? Uh, definitely social media. Uh, the reach is just insane. You know, you can get a, a CPM of $6. You know, you can reach a thousand people for six bucks. Like you know, that's so hard to do anywhere else. Um, at that point, really, it's up to just creating attention grabbing content. You know, how, how do I actually get that person's attention when I put this impression in front of them. So you can't beat that. I mean, for six bucks, you know, it's hard to do. But really, at the end of the day, I, I think some of the most powerful stuff that we do, though, is just events. Um, the events are huge. When you meet someone in person, you shake their hand. Uh, it's somebody that's going to remember that experience forever. Uh, you really get to tell them about the product. They get to see it. They get to touch it, feel it. Uh, and then they're going to tell the story. You know, They hear the story. They go and they tell a friend the story. They tell another friend the story. Um, they become fans of the brand. So I like doing different speaking engagements. That gives me an opportunity to have someone's attention for 30 to 45 minutes uh, and tell the story and how I built it and all my lessons that I've learned from it and help them along the way as well. Uh, and then we like to do just uh, events in the community, uh, local pickleball tournaments. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser for the youth football program. Uh, all stuff that introduces not even, not even, sometimes not even a hundred people, but maybe 50 people, maybe a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand um, to the brand. But it's a powerful experience because, uh, you know, they're there experiencing it themselves in, in person and getting to meet and shake everyone's hand. So uh, social media for the, the reach is amazing. Um, and then just live events, in-person events, uh, it's just a powerful tool to really 
for us, we consider it just dominate locally. Like we want to dominate our local community uh, and then just let it spread from there. So how do we get in front of as many people locally as possible and let them kind of spread the word for us? And that's by doing these local events like the pickleball and charity events that we're doing. So are most of your events around DFW and also I was curious like, if your brothers are involved, if Rob or anybody else involved with any of your events or you know, helps out with Ice Shaker. Yeah, for sure. So we try to do most of our stuff local. It's hard. I mean, we'll do trade shows and stuff and we'll fly to those. Um, but if we're going to do an event, we try to do a local because it's it's a lot of work, uh, especially to bring product and setups and people and hotels and you know travel and all that. It just becomes really expensive really quickly. So uh, we try to also give back to the local community as well. So when we're doing local events, it does give us the opportunity to raise money and donate it back to great causes. So uh, we try to do everything local. Uh, do the brothers get involved? For sure. We just I just got back from a Visit Myrtle Beach campaign where it's actually Visit Myrtle Beach and Stand Up to Cancer. We partnered with both of them uh, with Ice Shaker. And Rob and I were just doing the Ice Shaker games in Myrtle Beach, I guess is what you'd call it, uh, where we were just competing in a bunch of different beach games. Uh, to help raise, raise awareness for both um, both causes and for the brand as well. So speaking of your brothers, um, you guys weren't family guy. What was that like for you? Oh, man, that was the ultimate experience. So um, you got to do a full, like you, you got to do it professionally, right, for your sound check. So uh, they ended up writing out a full studio here in Dallas uh, for me because I wasn't in L.A. at the time. I, I couldn't make it when everyone else recorded. So uh, they set up a studio. I think it was like a couple hours that they booked for it, got a sound guy, went in the sound room, recorded all this stuff, and um, probably took me like an hour. And then when it came out, uh, I had one word in the entire show, and that was, hey. So that was it. So I got one word out of all that. So over after an hour recording, they used one word. Uh, so that was my experience. And then I got to watch the episode. It was absolutely hilarious. But yeah, that's how it went down. Like I had really no other involvement besides that. And uh I got my one word. I still get paid for it today. Like you get royalties on every word that you said. So if I had like 10 words, I would have made some decent money. But every year I get a check for like 30 bucks. And uh, I guess the first year was actually like a couple hundred. So for saying one word, I got like a couple hundred bucks the first year. After that, from the reruns, I get like 30 bucks a year. Cool. So in terms of Ice Shaker, what would you say is your top priority? Like you mentioned the website, you're making some change. But in the next three to six months, like what is your top priority? Uh, for us, I think it's continuing to build out the team. Um, we have some really big partnerships already going down. The NFL uh, licensing is one of them. We're bringing in a lot of really cool new bottles. So really for us, I think it's more building out our team, uh, making sure we're in a really good spot to continue to grow and support what we already currently have. Uh, a lot of it is just kind of continuing to do what we do. We If we do it at a high level and we continue to do it, we continue to network and build relationships and have events and dominate locally and you know continue really on the same path we're on, there's so much more room to grow. I mean, we could leave our warehouse. I could walk down the street. I can ask 10 people if they've ever heard of Ice Shaker before. And I might be lucky if one person says they have, uh, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, we've sold millions of bottles at this point, but there's still so much more out there. And that's just, that's just right here in the DFW area alone. So um, I think we can continue down this path without really having to really innovate that much more uh, until we saturate the market more and, and continue to dominate what we're doing. So uh, we've came out with so many products in, in such a short period of time. We just launched a speaker bottle uh, with a collaboration with Bumpbox. 
Uh, we have a really cool partnership coming out with uh, Pit Viper, a sunglass company uh, as well, where we'll sell a pair of sunglasses with a bottle and do a limited edition bottle with them. But uh, partnerships and then um, just continuing to kind of dominate with what we're doing is kind of the game plan for this upcoming year. For sure. So what is the one biggest piece of advice that you wish you knew before you started this entrepreneurship journey? Biggest piece of advice? Um, I would say hire earlier. It's hire as soon as you can, really. Uh, it's going to stop you from growing. I mean, if you want to grow and get to that next level uh, and you want to actually have a life and uh, it'd be able to do something on the weekend, uh, you got to hire people. You got to let it go. You got to let those responsibilities go at some point. And um, really, at the end of the day, like you want your company to run without you there. You know, if it can run on its own without you there, you're doing your job. You're doing it the right way. Um, and you're also able to then take vacations and grow your company really at the end of the day if you're not doing the day-to-day -day, if you don't have to be there that means you're putting your time and efforts into things that are going to continue to make it grow significantly so uh that's definitely my advice and advice i received and didn't listen to um, myself but my dad multiple times told me over and over to start hiring and um it just took me a lot longer to do it than I than I should have. Makes sense. So if we're going to have this conversation again in one year from now, where do you expect things to go for Ice Shaker? Man, um, I think and it's kind of been the same path we've been on, but we've grown every year. Uh, we'll continue to grow, I think, every single year um, as well. I think it kind of sticks to similar to where it's at now. Um, you come back, hopefully our NFL partnership is full steam ahead. Our other partnerships that we, we've done, uh, hopefully will continue to do really well for us. And um, we'll just continue to launch kind of uh, newer colors and keep it keep it updated that way. But um, overall, just look for new partnerships in the space and continue to network. Awesome. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you or to Ice Shaker, what's the best way for somebody to, you know, like, um, social media handles or website, if you don't mind sharing that? Yeah, for sure. Please do. Um, we do a lot of custom bottles. I mean, we, we've been so successful because we are able to customize and we turn products around in three to five business days and we're doing thousands of custom bottles a week at this point. So uh, if someone's looking for just a bottle for themselves, uh, check out iceshaker.com. If you're looking for a custom bottle with your logo on it for an event, for a trophy, anything like that, uh, just hit us up, um, info at iceshaker.com or just hit us up on our contact page. Uh, on our website or hit us up on social media. Uh, it's just at Ice Shaker uh, or hit me up at just Chris Gronkowski, just my name. Um, I'm on pretty much every platform. Uh, so pretty easy to find me, just my full name and uh, whatever your favorite platform is, I'm probably on there. Chris, well, thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we can chat again in one year from now as Ice Shaker continues to grow and scale. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks. I appreciate right. it. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Have a great weekend. Take Thanks, care. You too. Thanks. All right. Thank bye. You. Bye.